Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Melly Mel Mellard. Hey, Benny Ben Benson. (laughs) Uh, I met our guest today in Washington, D.C. last October at the improv there. She was funny. She was nice. So I'm going to say it twice. Mary Santora. Mary Santora. Andy Rind. Which part? Nice and twice. <laughs> and Santora, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess they rhyme since I said them twice. Um, <laughs> common first name, cool last name, Santora. So this should be interesting. Hell yeah. But first, how are you doing, Doug? Oh, fantastic. Got Let's go to work. Hello, Mary Santora. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. We talked about this a little bit before the show started, but <clears throat> you and Doug Mellard haven't met in person, but are aware of each other. What's your connection? Um, we both open regularly for Dan Cummins uh, on the road. So we have been in multiple email exchanges. I told him, I was like, in the least creepy fashion, I think I might have your phone number. <laughs> um, yeah. but we've definitely never met face to face or even chatted, really. Yeah, this is our first time talking, even though we're, you know, we know each other kind of, but yes. not really. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were. I, I, I felt some excitement when I texted you, Doug, that she was going to be. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, so I just assumed that you knew her, but uh, you know, we, we can. We were just excited because we can openly talk crap on Dan. Finally. Ah, God, what we've been <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> uh, so he uh, is there a, a third opener for Dan, or is he really uh, just go with the two of you and sort of uh, take turns? I think he's honestly got like four that he keeps oh, in rotation. So we wow. each get, yeah, we each get like four or five weeks a year. And then we basically, they send us all out on the same email. Like, Hey, here's our routing. If it doesn't work, text each other and figure it out. Is <laughs> basically what it is. So we can like flip flop weekends or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, that's a good system. Dan's got a deep bench. It sounds like. And mm-hmm. uh, if the yeah, two of you were on it, I approve. Yeah. Also, John Huck, who's hilarious, and Pat House, who I bet you know, right? Um, maybe not. <laughs> All very funny, though. 
Wait, why would I know Pat House? I know Laura House. I thought maybe she had done he had done the uh, podcast before, but maybe uh, why uh, Doug loves movies, but maybe not. Oh, uh, okay, it's a dude yeah. named Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doug. Duh. <laughs> I don't know every guy named Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't think of another one, actually. A a male Pat that just Patrick Mahomes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying I don't know him well enough to call him Pat. I just call him Patrick. I don't know any guys that I've shortened their name to just Pat. If you (laughs) ever, if you ever meet Mahomes, please just go for Pat right out of the gates. Yeah, what's up, Pat? I mean. It's always a great move to just shorten a person's name when you're just meeting them, because more often than not, uh, they will they will love it. <laughs> Do you know that happens to me all the time? And it's usually with like older guys are very quick to call me mayor, regardless what? if they know me or not. But they will be like like it'll happen with like comedy club owners or when I was a bartender. Um, I would have guys who'd come in and I'd be like, oh, my name's Mary. Let me know if you need anything. And then they would call me mayor for the rest of the interaction. I have that happen quite a bit, actually. No. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me, but it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, I guess we got we got close quick for you to be giving out nicknames. I, I feel like it shows a lot of ego, though. You Definitely. Know? That's weird. I don't like I it. I also feel like, though, there's got to be some sort of, of cultural touch point there um like on the mary tyler moore show everybody called her mayor all the time yeah and you know what i mean and it was always in me generally in an affectionate way like oh mayor hey mayor and uh because that's the only place i was used to that shortening of the name mary like my grandmother's name mary and i never heard anyone call her mayor that I can recall. Because yeah. to me, that's that word is weird. That's like if somebody shortened Doug to like donkey. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the animal part of it, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, what? the word mayor, like uh, that show Mayor of Easttown drove me crazy because I thought it was about somebody who was mayor of the town. Yeah, and it's actually so I didn't about watch it. <laughs> a horse who lives in yeah. Easttown and it's screwed up. Whoa, this is all news to me. I did not know that. I thought what you thought, Doug. It's, you know, the, the word mayor just has, it has so many meanings, but I, that's what I flash on. It's just everybody calling Mary Tyler Moore uh, mayor. But what about, um, let's go, let's start at the beginning where we like to start on Wide World of Dogs. And that's with your, just your straight up, the name Mary Mm-hmm. Aside from the shortening it to mayor so quickly that men had a tendency to do, was it men more than women? Um, yeah, I would say that most of the time when it's when it's shortened quickly, like after a brief interaction with people or someone I've only met once, um, a lot of my family and friends. I mean, nobody really calls me mayor except for people that I don't know that well. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah. yeah. Because you'd it's... never encourage it. You, you'd just rather they take the millisecond to say with the why at the end. Right. Well, <laughs> my full name, my actual first name is Mary Lynn. Oh, oh. Too yeah. so, you, so Lynn isn't the middle name. You also no. have a middle name. I also have a middle name. So my full name is Mary Lynn Louise. Oh, Lord. Was that a huge complication growing up? 
Not really. Um, Mary Lynn, it's funny because anybody who calls me Mary Lynn, I knew that they must have known me before like sixth grade. Because right. when I when I got into middle school, I dropped the Lynn, I grew up and I became Mary. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah. My family will call me Mary Lynn sometimes. Um, but other than that, it's like people who knew me when I was five or family sure. members that call me Mary Lynn. And then everything else is pretty much Mary. Yeah, my wife's name is a double name. It's Sarah Flynn. But she introduced me as to as Flynn. So that's what I called her. And then the first time I hung around with her family, everybody called her Sarah Flynn. And I was like, who is Sarah Flynn? And it's a weird shift. Every time I'm around family, I have to like make that mental shift and call her that. It's so weird. Right. But at least they're still including the Flynn. I'm really shocked yeah. that you were confused. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> See, which, when Flynn went on uh, Price is Right, was she? Uh, did she go by Flynn on that? I think they called her Sarah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. So that's... she has a name. She has a Price is Right name tag somewhere in the closet that says Sarah on it. Yeah, it's yeah. So... Doug just crossed it out and wrote Flynn on top to make it <laughs> feel better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I got I got to double back even further than oh, the sorry, first sorry, sorry. question. No, it's okay. Um, cause I forgot to ask about, uh, you are on the radio every day on Sirius XM. Yes. Um, so I broadcast actually on terrestrial radio, regular radio on a uh, hundred point seven WMMS is the station in Cleveland. But oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It broadcasts on iHeartRadio. So if you have like the iHeartRadio app, you can listen to the Alan Cox show or they do it in podcast form or anything like that. Um, but I get played on Sirius XM for comedy. And I recently sure, did. Sure. Yeah, I recently did a thing with Larry, the cable guy. So I've been promoting Sirius XM a lot lately. So that can I can see how that could be confusing. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm also just easily confused. But um, uh, but your radio show today, you were, weren't able to do it because of the weather. Dude, it is it is snowing like crazy right now. It's mm. been it started last night at like probably around eight or nine at night. It started to snow and it's supposed to go nonstop until tomorrow afternoon. Um, I don't know how many inches we've already gotten, but they're calling for up to like 17 over the course of the day and a half. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a lot. Dude. Oh, no. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. And we get <laughs> we get a decent amount of snow every year. But this has been this is crazy. Meanwhile, I'm in Texas. There's no snow on the ground. There's snow on the grass, but not the roads. And everything is canceled. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is that like a lot of places, either employees can't come in or whatever. So places are just shutting down, but nobody makes that call until like they have to. Right. So anything we're trying to do today, we're trying to call to get anything done. And it's like, well, maybe they're closed. We have no idea. But it, the roads are, I live on a main street and the roads are not in good condition. I see people drive around. I'm like, where are you going right now? What is that important? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like a really great, I mean, they just keep giving us excuses to stay home and people still need to go out and tool around in their cars. <laughs> right. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> our, our show got called off today. So we just did like a best of um, just so nobody had to worry about traveling or getting in or anything. Just, you know, just to stay safe. Sure. Have you, do have you done your part on that show re remotely at all? Or have you have you been able to work together and actually go in and so as far as COVID goes, 
Yeah, we never uh, did remote. We went into the studio the entire time. Um, we only had ourselves and I think two other uh, shows that were broadcasting live every day. So our station was like a ghost town. So when like <laughs> COVID first hit, we were like our our bubble was just our coworkers. Like those were the only people we were seeing every day. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we never had to do remotely. Uh, the host of my show, Alan, he doesn't really like the way that it sounds when people are remote. Um, sure. So he would rather he'd rather everyone just be safe, do your part and let's all keep coming into the studio, you know? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's I, I, every radio show that I heard them all doing it from their home. I was like every radio station I've been to, one person can sit on one side of the glass, one can sit on the other side of the glass. Right. Uh, you know, like it's not it's kind of set up so that you don't have to be that close together or breathe on each other. Right. Our, our room where we're sitting in our room with all the monitors and all the equipment, we're much further than six feet apart from each other. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the way to do it. I love, you know, we, I've done a few, uh, you know, shows where we got together in person, you know, uh, different podcasts and, uh, I, you know, just sitting far apart from each other doesn't bother me at, at all, you know, and, but being together does give it a, you know, it's just, it's just better that way. It, you know, especially after everyone's had to endure so much, mm -hmm. uh, so much of their entertainment just as these pared down weird, uh, you know, Life people call, calling in from yeah. home. And, you know, talk shows are like back to a lot of the guests are just, you know, on a screen that they just roll out and the, and the, and the whole audience is is masked. It's really uh, it's really interesting how, they, how this is just like it's just happening and, you know, people are reacting to it and in waves. So like these things are like kind of coming and going. Like, I feel like now maybe it's just me, but it feels like that things might be calming down a little bit after the Omicron, but I haven't watched the news today. Um, I'll agree with that. I think it's, it's, if anything, we're closer to quote unquote normal than we ever have been, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, as the yeah. variants get weaker and everyone's like, oh, okay, everybody had it this last round i feel like everyone i knew had covid within yeah. the last couple months you know so i think that that changes the way people are viewing it too um but yeah i mean fingers crossed two years into this that hopefully we're getting somewhere Good God. Well, where we're getting where we're getting is that the people that are still refusing to wear masks or get vaccinated you know then dying i saw this one guy just one like some sort of policeman or something he had his little you know hand mic in his uh patrol car or wherever he was sitting and he like talked about how he's never gonna wear a mask and then he dropped it like a drop mic at the end and uh like a mic drop <laughs> and uh like he was so cool and uh you know and of course everyone's passing that video around with the news that he died of covid like it's just mm -hmm. so it's just so sad that you know, people are just so brazenly determined to just, you know, not be safe. And um, it's so avoidable. That's it's just like, so, it's just so, it's so stupid. Easy. <laughs> it's just like, I just don't get why they're not, get why people aren't hearing the message that like, at least like wearing a mask in public places, especially, you know, indoor ones or crowded ones is like something that some places like in Japan, people were kind of doing that already before, the pandemic because it's just it's just a, it's just a great way to not spread your fucking diseases i don't right. want your diseases you don't want my diseases let's just wear masks it's just so easy 
<laughs> it's such oh. an easy way. To, I haven't gotten the flu in two years. I was just going to say that, that they were saying no. how like flu and general cold cases were down because everyone had masks on. <laughs> you know? right. It's just like, hey, guys, maybe yeah. this is best practice. Yeah. Oh, this damn mask is keeping me from getting sick. I'm sick of it. but anyway we don't that's not what this show is and uh you know especially for archival purposes i i try not to talk too much about uh you know what's going on with this uh, currently because people can listen to this who knows how long from now oh 40 you know like podcasts aren't the 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 tape isn't gonna deteriorate like a film or something right um so you're home you're with us. Here's where we start. We start with just by itself. Well, actually, we can't because as a child, you were referred to by everybody as Mary Lynn. So mm-hmm. why did you why were you anxious to drop the Lynn, uh, uh, you know, when you had the chance? I think it, it made me feel like a baby because I had an Aunt Mary. So my Aunt Mary was Mary and I was Mary Lynn. So I think it just made me feel like a kid all the time. And then when I was able to be like, well, no, no, I'm not Mary Lynn. I'm Mary. It made me feel like kind of grown up. Like maybe, oh, they'll take me seriously in the sixth grade. If I'm just Mary, I can <laughs> get shit done. You know? Yeah. Sixth, I, sixth grade is a pivotal year. Right? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's when we would have started asking people to call us Douglas if we went that way. Right, right, right. But, uh, <laughs> But we didn't. We didn't. Uh, (laughs) But Mary Lynn also, uh, uh, I can't think of another way to say it. Just uh, the two name thing. Also, I I could see where it's not sophisticated sounding. Mm -hmm. It's pretty hillbilly. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I just said it. Like, what are you, a redneck? Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) And when you if you give my name even the slightest twang, where it's like, oh, Mary Lynn Louise, like, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely from Alabama or whatever. I almost I was I was afraid to call someone a hillbilly who has a comedy album out called Hillbilly Bougie. Right. It's in the title of your album. And I was still hesitating to call you a hillbilly. No, listen, Doug, I know what I am. There's nothing you can say to me that I don't already understand. Yeah, you can't you can't hide. (laughs) You can't hide that Mary Lynn from the world there. They could see it. She creeps out, man. That you have two names for your first name and then another (laughs) name for your middle name. But that's a convenient one for show business. When you're going into show business and you got so many options with the, you know, you could just be just Mary Lynn or Mary Lynn Louise or Mm -hmm. Lynn Louise or, you know, any combo, but uh, Santora, how did that, how did that figure in? Uh, Have you always, I feel like it's a cool last name. If I can put my thumb on the scale before you answer. Well, thank Uh, you. I mean, I just think it's cool sounding, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Santana and Pantera, mm-hmm. you know, put together. That's, that's actually how we got that name. We didn't have a last name. And we're like, what are our two favorite things? Santana and Pantera. Boom. Santora. That's how we got it. Um, no, I honestly, I never stage name was never something I really thought about. Um, it was always just I, I like my name and I never felt a need to other than dropping the Lynn. Um, you know, I was never like little ha ha the comic or whatever like that never appealed to me so it was always just yeah mary santora that's my name and i don't have to remember it so there you go it's italian i think <laughs> yeah. well, Might be a 
it's it's uh so there's some italian in your family then you're saying yeah my dad my um my grandpa my dad's dad is sicilian and then my mom's family's hungarian uh like almost purely hungarian and then my dad's mom is where the hillbilly comes in she's just a mutt of everything she's like irish she's born in west virginia she's irish and polish i think um just just a lot of different whites is basically what i am (laughs) (laughs) mixed mixed whites yes (laughs) (laughs) um and I even had uh, written down in my notes to, to ask you the question about people shortening your name to mayor. So I'm glad we, uh, we got to that, uh, that part already. And then with all those names, it sounds like nobody ever really had to give you uh, any kind of nick- nickname when you were younger. Um, my family would shorten it sometimes to Mer, like instead of like mayor became Mer. And my one brother still calls me that. I actually have it on the back of the hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Uh, M-E-R, yeah, I beg Mer. Um, But other than that, I mean, my uncle called me Peanut, but I think that wasn't like a pet. I don't know. He called me Peanut. I'm trying to think of any other like nicknames. But yeah, just Mer, Mer. Yeah, then like as as you've gotten older and become a comedian, there haven't been any any kind of uh, nicknames that have stuck at all. You know, dumb bitch. That was a thing for a while. Um, you know, whatever lays on your heart, I'll take it. <laughs> well, on this show, like sometimes, uh, other Doug refers to me as DB. So that's, that, that's the initials for dumb bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am dumb bitch. Um, start introducing yourself like that. I think you'll attract a whole new audience without even trying. I, you know, a whole new audience would be interesting at this point. That's for <laughs> sure. You know, I, I kind of like to, I would like to transition into keeping some of the old audience and getting some, some new, you know. Well, uh, I've got a, a lot of dumb bitches, so hopefully they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Any dumb bitches who are listening, be sure uh, to follow Mary underscore Santora. Right? On Twitter, yes. Yes. Okay. And so then what'd you get on Instagram? Instagram and TikTok is Mary Santora comedy because regular Mary Santora was taken on all of the platforms. And then I was like, so I added comedy to the end and that worked for Instagram and TikTok. But then Mary Santora comedy is too long for Twitter. And regular Mary Santora was taken. So we had to go Mary underscore Santora on Twitter. Have you had the chance to confront this other Mary Santora? Do you have beef? I so I messaged the original Mary Santora on Twitter because <laughs> I was pissed. Twitter was where I think Twitter was the first platform I was on other than Facebook. And um, she has like no followers, no tweets. Oh. I'm like, you're just taking up space that I need. And um, I don't know if I sent her a message or not, to be honest with you. But I. Uh, I was very upset when I saw that it was someone who wasn't even active on the platform. I'm like, what the hell? Man? Oh. Yeah. And then you might not even be able to send a message depending on how they have their settings. Right. You might not even be able to complain to them. I guess you could do an open complaint in a tweet, but it sounds like the person started an account and just doesn't do anything with it. Right. They just like swooped up the, uh, the name. Yeah. Well, that's uh you know, that sucks when that happens. I guess the underscore is a way to go. Like I figured it out, you know, I, you know, typing your name in 
uh, you know, you're, you're able to get there. I, you know, at least you start your first with your first name. You're, you start with Mary and your handle. I, it drives me crazy that people put the or a comedy or some other word in, in front of their name. I'm like, you realize somebody might, the search might take a little longer because of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you take at Mary Santora, she has, is not following anybody. She has four followers and she has never tweeted. No, no. Yeah. So it's like, right. what the and hell are we doing you, here? Yeah. And now that you are been a, in, in, on Twitter for as long as you have, you don't, you know, even if you could, even if the name became available, you can't change your original name without losing all those followers. Right. Whatever. So, so you just gotta, you just gotta go with what you've got. I mean, you know, maybe legally change your middle name to underscore. Oh, that, why, why did I think of that? I mean, personally, I like it better than Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Mary underscore Pantera. I like that. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> You're using all of my ideas. I really appreciate that. I'll, I'll tag you in it. Don't worry. You'll get your royalties. Okay. That's good to hear. Um, we need to take a break. This is a perfect time to do it, I think before we dig into uh, the next topic. So we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back. It's two Dougs and a Mary. <laughs> what about the biblical uh, ramifications of Mary? Like, why, did your parents tell you why they named you Mary? Well, some, I guess Mary Lynn isn't biblical. I guess that makes it not biblical to add right. a, a hyphen in another name. Well, there's no hyphen. It's just, oh. yeah, two words, two capital letters. So capital M-A-R-Y, capital L-Y-N-N. My mom, when she explains it, says it's for like 40 different people. So my grandma's name was Mary. <laughs> my dad's mom's name was Mary. And my mom's sister's name was Mary. So it's two Marys. And then my aunt Vicky, her middle name was Lynn. So I got Mary Lynn from that. And then Louise, my older sister who has a different dad, her aunt's name is Louise. And I'm like, mom, you're making all this up. Like, there's no way that this is how you came up with my name, but she swears by it. So apparently my name is like a hodgepodge of 20 different people. I'm kind of related to. It's like when you get yeah. a tattoo that doesn't mean much, but you try to make it sound like it means a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, I mean, obviously Jesus's mother, that was like one of the first jokes I ever wrote. Uh, 
Oh man, it's so bad. I almost don't even want to tell it. I would say to people, I would like get up on stage and I'd be like, yeah, you guys heard right. My name's Mary. And people always ask me if that's my real name. Okay. No, first of all, no one ever asked me if Mary was my real name. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Every comedian, when they say people always ask me or people often wonder, like nobody's no, nobody that. asked you. That. Not one time has anyone asked me if Mary was my real name. Um, but I would say that I like people always ask me if Mary's my real name as if I had the choice. I'd pick the most popular women's name in 1902. And it's like, that was, that was a whole joke <laughs> that, was all of it. that. Oh, I would never choose a grandma name, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, it was my grandmother's name. I really do think of it as, uh, uh, you know, uh, a grandmotherly kind of name, but it also doesn't, it's not like, uh, you know, some of these names now when a young person has it, it just seems odd, you know, like a, mm -hmm. like a, a young Edna or something like that. Right. Yeah. Dorothy. Uh, but Mary's, you're, you know, used to more, you know, young seeming Mary's. And, and in addition to that, you got the, that fun, uh, you know, you're halfway to saying Mary Jane once you've said Mary. Yeah, right. And then you get, then you get into a fun code word. Uh-huh. Uh, has that ever happened to you as a nickname? Has anybody ever tried to uh, pin that on you? No, but it would. I have had that uh, conversation with people when I've been high in the past where the, we'd be like smoking and they'd have that high revelation where they're like, oh, shit. Your name's half a Mary Jane. We're smoking <laughs> weed, you know. Like I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we are." <laughs> you know, like it's blown several people's minds when you're an entire blunt in, you know. <laughs> oh no, oh, I just can only imagine what happened if they met, spoke to somebody named Jane. What my best friend in high school, her name was Jane. Oh no way! I know, uh, but it was uh, J A Y N E. So a little different, but. Wasn't Jane Mansfield also that spelling? I don't know who that is. I believe well, so. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about Jane Mansfield. <laughs> Are you sitting down there? I am actually. Because <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> no, I, you know, she's an old timey actress, like, you know, kind of in the vein of uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I looked up pictures. Oh, yeah. She looks just like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. There oh, she's go. um the lady from what's her name? Uh it's her mom, Mariska Haggerty. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's she's Mariska's mother. There you go. With with Mickey Haggerty. I'm sitting there right now her. looking at a Mickey Haggerty plant. Did you know that there's a plant store in Los Angeles called Mickey Haggerty's plants? I what? did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> True. The dude, the dude was super into plants. That was, you know, had a kid with Marilyn or with uh, Jane Mansfield, and uh, was played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the TV movie. Huh. Yeah, that's all know. I know about. So you didn't really need to sit down. I didn't have that much to say. <laughs> no, about. that's okay. If he was, I, I hope that he like was jaunty about the sections. Like if he had a whole plant store, it's like the cactuses were like mixed pricks or something. I don't know. That. Was <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying, are you sitting down or you need to sit down and then just tell a mundane story? Like, well, why'd you, why was it so important? They sat down. Mm -hmm. Well, cause you know, I don't want somebody to get tired during a boring story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that actress from law and order, her dad really into plants. Uh <laughs> so into plants. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, all right. 
I was going to make some dumb reference to the uh, Immaculate Conception. Did anybody ever hassle you about that being a Mary? Oh, yeah. I had all the all the <laughs> jokes. Um, Mary Go Round was a big one oh, in like no. middle school. Yeah, I wasn't even slutty. So it was like I was such a prude. But that was always one of the jokes. Um, yeah, the uh, Jesus's mother, that whole thing. I feel like I used to have a joke. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I would say nobody wants to date someone named Mary. I'm like, are you kidding me? No one wants to go out with no one wants to sleep with someone who gets pregnant on their own. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just thought of one. Um, immaculate conception sounds messy to me. <laughs> 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 What's so immaculate about it? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was so immaculate it's like yeah. oh wow this has got to be the work of god because no it's so fuss. tidy no fuss no fuss <laughs> uh just swiffer it yeah All there right, you go so um dugs that's what we would love to talk about on wide world of dugs okay have you known any other than the two of us who you don't know very well Yes. There Have was there been one, any Dougs in your life? Other than the, the television show, Doug, if you want a real human being, Doug, that I've been friends with, there was a guy that I worked with at a restaurant job whose name was Doug. And um, I met him at one restaurant job and then we worked together there for a few years. And then we actually ended up working together at a different restaurant job a few years later. Um, so that was kind of cool. But randomly, he, or was that plotted? So I worked at the one restaurant and then this new restaurant opened. So a bunch of people went over to the new restaurant and then um, I was just late to the game. I didn't know that he had gone over there. And then when I started working at the new restaurant, I was like, oh, shit, there's Doug. Um, <laughs> we hear that all the time. I was going to say, how often do you guys get that reaction? Oh, damn, there's Doug. But um, it happens, yeah, that's yeah. the only Doug. That's the only Doug I think I've had any kind of interaction with. Do you want me to tell you about him? Well, you know, I'm curious because on this show, we're finding out that people don't generally have a lot of Doug's as friends, either because it's become less popular of a name or just, I don't know. We, we, we don't really know why. Like, it's typical that people only have like one Doug as an example, but the Doug tends to be a positive example. So I'm thinking also maybe people just forget about the Dugs that are that were dicks to them because it's a forgettable name and they also want to push that out of their, you know, they don't want to think about. So, well, that, so, the, so the bad Dugs get a pass, maybe. <laughs> uh, this Doug got fired for punching a computer screen because he was Whoa. mad. So <laughs> he, he was a great person. He was pretty funny, but he had a temper on him. And the Ooh. thing about this Doug is that not even a temper. He was a very, very thorough person. So as a server, um, he would go through like every item on the menu with you if you had a question about it, regardless of how busy he was. So he wanted to be very thorough and make sure everyone was getting a quality experience. And so he was very like called the steps of service. He was very into the steps of service. <laughs> And he also loved wine and beer. So if someone's like, I'm looking for a wine that's kind of a little fruity, but kind of peppery. And he would sit there at that table and talk about wine for like, no joke, probably five straight minutes and then get behind and then get super, super flustered that he was behind. And I think it's because he felt like when he was behind, he couldn't give the level of service that he wanted to, but he would still try and then only be further behind. 
Um, <laughs> so the one day he was super weeded and, and basically he's just really behind in, in his restaurant job. And I wasn't there when this happened, but I guess he got super mad and he came over to like the computer screen to ring in an order. And he was so pissed that he like couldn't catch up that he like slammed his shit down and then ended up like the computer wasn't working right. And he ended up punching the computer and breaking it. Oh and they were like, God. yeah, they were like, yo, you can't, you can't work here anymore. <laughs> you can't just punch our electronics. I came in like, yeah, I came in like a, whatever my next shift was. And I was like, where's Doug? And they're like, oh, you didn't hear? He kicked the shit out of the computer and he doesn't work here anymore, you know? But he was a very good guy. Yeah, it seems like he's very like he's thorough. So he's like super patient until he's not at all. Yes, that's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> good, good. Is he? Are you guys still friends in contact at all? Um, we're friends on Facebook. I haven't talked to him much since we stopped working together. He opened up a business and got busy with that, and then I, you know, obviously got busy with stand up. So we haven't actually communicated much in the last few years. Well, in the world of restaurants. Like, obviously, you know, you don't want your employee just losing their shit and breaking a, com you know, a computer screen. But like, if he had been super apologetic about it, do you think he could have gotten his job back? Or do you think everyone just he and the restaurant just both all just knew that that was too much and it was just over? I don't think he cared because at this point he was like working on starting his own uh, business. So I don't I think he was like one foot out the door anyway. And that was kind of just whatever. That's the straw that broke the camel's back, you know. Yeah. But does he get to break their computer for free or do they charge him for the damage? Oh, that I don't know. I don't you know. know what I mean, because like because that's like if I, if he's quitting anyway, but if you're still working there, they'd probably take it out of his pay or something. And but they might have. Yeah, but if they fire him, then they also can they also go, oh, and by the way, we, you know, we need this computer replaced. I don't know. If they can, you know they might, like you said, they might like hold his last paycheck or something. But I don't know that if if you're going to fire someone, I don't think they're going to do you a favor. I mean, you could just tell them we'll take you to court if you don't pay for this thing, because, like, you know, it's not, probably not cheap to repair or get a new one. Right. I Yeah, I have no idea. I think the three of us should start a separate podcast. It's like a murder <laughs> podcast that gets to the source of all this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Service industry crimes. Yeah. I mean, I just now I feel a kinship to Doug, you know, and I'm just I'm glad that, uh, you know, what you're saying, Mary, you know, sounds good that he's ready to move on anyway. But, uh, you know, now I just want to know if he landed on his feet. I think so. How's, he how's Doug he, doing? <laughs> his business is doing well. He opened a meadery, like a place that makes mead, which is oh, just wine oh, but oh. made from honey. Yeah, I thought you yeah. said meadery. Like I was just pictured him punching meat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that scene from Rocky over and over and over again. That's what he does. They call him the tenderizer. Actually, now that's what <laughs> his big thing is. No. I don't think I've ever heard that expression, meadery. A meadery, yeah, like a winery, yeah, but you make that's tea. So, like, if he meets somebody in a, a loud bar, there's no way that they're going to ever know what word he's trying to say to them if they if he keeps saying meadery. <laughs> Maybe I have a meadery. I have a meadery. Meadery, what? What? Like, oh, like, a, like a butcher? Mead? Like you have a yeah. shop or meadery? Um, so he's got a successful meadery. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out for him, you know. Doug the butcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should call this episode. 
Doug the Butcher. Doug like the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though oh, it's, yeah. a mis, it's a mischaracterization of what we were just talking about. Because he's not a butcher. He's a meterer. Meter, meterist. He's a meterist. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, just sounds like that just sounds like a sex thing, but involving uh, mead. Um, all right. So you've done one, Doug. He was. There's a, a mixed mixed report on that guy. I liked him as a person. Yeah, he would just get flustered, and yeah, that's when his temper would come out. But he's a good dude. Well, that's why you know that's probably worked out great that he has his own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because then you know he can't, he can't get fired if he does uh, snap and break something. Yeah, it's all his shit. He paid for it. Break it. Whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, next question, Mary, Doug Emhoff is the most powerful Doug in the world. Do you agree? Doug M Hoff, like his middle initial is M. No, just, I probably overpronounced it. It's just Doug Emhoff. Doug Emhoff. Um, he's the most powerful Doug in the world. Uh, probably, I don't know about powerful, yeah, he doesn't really have that much power, which I think is perfect for a Doug to be like the most powerful Doug and yet still uh, not have that much power. I don't really know what he can do. What can he do? Like, that's something <laughs> we've never asked any of our guests, Doug, is what can what can the second gentleman what could he even, I mean, he could, I guess he could make decrees or announcements, but he can't really change anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, is he in charge of like the, any kind of systems or pavement or anything? <laughs> like, is he in charge of <laughs> any part of structural anything? Like, and where's he yeah. in the chain of command if, you know, people start falling off? Oh, he's not in the chain at all. At all? At all? He's at all? not in the chain at all. Him and, him and Dr. Jill Biden are not in the chain. No, <laughs> they like, get to do anything. <laughs> we can't have a president named Doug. Yeah, President Doug. Um, no, especially one that just got in through marriage. That seems a little, that seems real shady. <laughs> right, yeah. They all just start dying off. Like 45 people have to die off before they're like, I guess Doug's in charge? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the thing is I, I, I keep getting examples like in the last... A couple weeks since the last time we did a show, Doug, I've had several fictional characters come through TV and movie shows that I'm watching. And uh, when they're called Doug, it really is like just it's like just a shortcut to like there's something about them that they're either they're either boring or uh, weird or something. Something's up with Doug. As soon as they say Doug, they're like wanting to get a laugh. They want to make you already find that that person's existence amusing. Now uh, <laughs> I was in LA for two weeks and my one Uber driver, his name was Doug. And I actually, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I recorded him on my Instagram because every time we came to a red light, he opened his Tinder and started swiping on Tinder. Oh I, I honestly might still have the video saved on my phone, but uh, that guy's name was Doug that he was so concerned with getting laid that he had to swipe during the middle of his Uber rides. Good Lord. Yeah, the guy. I gotta say though, uh, in his in Doug's defense, 
because uh, us dugs have to stick together. Um, the, the, the sitting in traffic lights has to be the, you know, and, and just also stop and go traffic. Those have to be like the, the, the worst part of being an Uber driver is just how much of your day is really just sitting there waiting for the light to change or the car in front of you to move. Yeah. That like the way they've got their phone set up, like mounted there. I yeah, mean, Tinder, I, I think Tinder is totally inappropriate, but yeah, like, Jesus. like that's the one place where I like when a guy starts fucking around with his phone at the light, I'm just like, yeah, I know I would be like tired of just, you know, focusing on driving during the, you know, down times. Yeah. So yeah. well, that was what got me is that he didn't take it off of the dash mount to Tinder. <laughs> he just left it in full, full view. And I don't know, maybe wow. he's putting vibes out there. Like if he's like, see, I'm looking for some that maybe I'd offer it up or something. I don't know, but he was Do not the, shy about it. Uh, but so like, is he, when you go on there, I, I, I'm not a Tinderer, but when you're on it, are you, are people putting photos on there that are suggestive? Oh, yeah. Tinder's like the hookup app. So yeah. that's one that you go if you just kind of want to like casually have sex and not get much out of it. So people are in like, yeah, have their shirts off and chicks are in bikinis. And so he's really like, so you're sitting in the backseat. You can see these women. He's swiping, <laughs> yeah. swiping through. Yeah. Holy cow. That is <laughs> that is some brazen. Yeah, it's like uh, a step away from like he's watching porn on the dash. <laughs> oh, he's trying to make porn happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. He's auditioning for some porn. He's, right. uh, he's making some connections. But yeah, because also like that just seems like, I don't know, you might want to take a, a, a better, a slightly better look at these people than what you could see when you're just doing it, you know, at traffic lights. I don't yeah. I don't think it's that deep. I think he because he was <laughs> handing out a lot of right swipes, which are the yeses. He was oh, kind of, OK. He oh was kind God. of flicking through it. I think he was playing a numbers game more than anything. Right. He's just going to get a bunch of uh, gets see if he could get some interest and then figure out which ones are the best ones. Right. Be even crazier if it like the next light a woman got in and it was like his Tinder date the, in the front seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make a go of this. You got a front um, seat. Mary. Yes. Mary's that you've known. Have you Mary. been close to any people named Mary or Mary Lynn? Uh <laughs> so my, my father's mother, Mary, my grandma, mm -hmm. my yeah. aunt Mary, um, other than family members, there was one girl in middle school. I ran track in middle school and I was at a track meet and her and I both ran the hurdles. We had the same shoes and her name was Mary. And my mind erupted when that happened. That I was like, cause I, I was like probably 11 or 12, you know, I had never met another kid my age named Mary and that we both did the same event and had the same spikes. Like that was pretty crazy. Oh. <laughs> we, we didn't form a friendship, but that still sticks out in my mind that that Mary existed. <laughs> um, there, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, who is a right. standard comedian. Mm -hmm. uh, she, when I saw Road Trip for the first time, I was pretty young. 
uh, probably too young to be watching that movie. But every yeah. time her name would come up in the credits, I would pause it and I, and I cover up her last name. <laughs> and I act like it was me. And it's actually very funny because I was working at uh, a comedy club and she stopped by. She knew the headliner. And I told her that story because I was like, hey, I've never met another Mary Lynn. And I like explained to her that I used to do that. And she got a kick out of it. She's like the sweetest person ever. And she laughed and she, and she was like, um, she was very sweet about me telling a pretty embarrassing story that I was like, you know, this middle schooler who'd cover up her last name, like that could be me one day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But then, then, then you say to Mary Lynn and Rice Cup, you go, and it is me now. And then you stab her to death <laughs> and I take and her, take her identity. Yeah. You yeah. take her skin and her whole thing. I would take I the body. I would take the body to Doug's metery and have him dispose of it. <laughs> I guess Doug's can be kind of dependable for like helping get rid of a body. Oh, for sure. Your they friend like... Doug is going to help you bury a body, but not be happy about it. Like he'll bitch, no, but he'll not do at it. all happy about it. And not it'll be in a kind of silly way. Yeah. <laughs> damn it i just bought these pants like that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's uh that's you know another thing we're encountering is that people don't really have many relationships with people that they share a name with unless it's you know one of the super super common names you know yeah yeah, I never uh, had like classes with another Mary or anything like that. Yeah, it was never any any uh, Mary issues. Uh uh Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think now if I ever had if there ever there must have been some other Dugs in my high school because I went to a pretty big high school, but yeah, no, nothing nothing to spring into mind really. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe we really just sort of gravitate away from that because it does seem unnatural. <laughs> um, this is a part of the show where we have each devised five questions for you. Okay. Mary Santora, Doug's written five, I've written five. And we're going to take turns. We don't know what questions each other is going to ask. And we're going to take turns asking you uh, the questions. But before we do that, first, we'd like you to eat some leftovers. Oh, that was impressive, Doug. Um, that's eat some leftovers. It's just, it sounds scary, but it, it's not, we're not force feeding you anything. We're just asking you. If you don't mind, we didn't get to the questions with our last guest. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm just hoping that you're okay with uh, having the leftovers, like eating, uh, answering questions uh, that were meant for another guest. And then we'll do your questions. Sure. As long as, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. As long as they're free, I don't have to pay for the leftovers. No, no, it's, not, it's all free. You don't have to pay for anything here. Okay, then we, yeah. We should, we should be paying you, actually. Okay, but, uh, I'm getting paid in leftovers. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can answer these questions either how you would answer the, that question if you were asked that question, but also you could answer it from what you think they might have said, the person might have said. This, okay. The person in this case is a, a comedian uh, who lives in, Brooklyn, a longtime friend of mine, a huge stoner, 
and you may have uh, run across him at some point. His name's Rob Cantrell. Okay, I don't know them. <laughs> uh, Rob is. Um, what else can we say to describe him, Doug? Uh, super, uh, super sweet guy. Like he has such a likable, easy presence. I love that guy. Yeah, very friendly dude. Fun to talk to. And, uh, you know, some of the questions might be like very specific about things in his career, but again, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go, but let's, let's do the first one, Doug to Mary Santora, a question meant for Rob Cantrell. Okay. All right. He was on, Rob was on flight of the Concords. So I was curious, fuck, Mary kill Brett Germain. You got to do two to one. What do you do there? Wait, so I have to fuck, Mary and kill only two people? Yeah, fuck, fuck, Mary kill, but with Brett and Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. Oh, my goodness. Um, now, I will admit that I have not seen that. And when you said Concord, I immediately pictured a condor, a big <laughs> giant bird. So I, um, I am going to fuck and marry Jermaine and kill Brett. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. You don't know these guys at all. You don't know the Concord's no. guys. I don't know what they look like. I've never seen an episode. Is that a? <laughs> is that a good? Did I do okay? <laughs> I think you did. Sure. Yeah. Is it wrong answers? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking um, of the condor bird the whole time. If that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flight of the Concord's was like a very. Uh, uh, you know, underground success on HBO that lasted, it lasted for a few years, but then HBO like will just whip out old episodes, like in strange time slots. Like I noticed, like they'll play it at like seven thirty on a Saturday morning or something. And it's a, uh, it's music, you know, it's a uh, music act. There's two guys ah. who do music together and uh, the band is called flight of the Concords and uh, they're Brett and Jermaine and they're uh they're very charming and funny. And um, Eugene Merman and um, Kristen Shaw and uh, uh, Arj Barker were also like regular characters on that show. Okay. I think Todd Barry, Todd Barry might have ran, ran through oh, there. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I just never saw it. And it's I didn't realize it was on HBO. That's why I've never been able to afford things like HBO. Yeah. So you've really you missed out. Let me tell you about The Sopranos. Oh, I saw that um, first run. It's this show where <laughs> I had a rich boyfriend at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's HBO will come and go from your life in that in that sense, I guess. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Also, like I've seen the seasons of Sex in the City where I was dating someone who wanted to watch Sex in the City, but I yes. didn't have, haven't seen the seasons where I was single. <laughs> um, but my first question, anyway, Fly the Concords is, is good stuff if you ever get a chance. Great, to check. yeah, it's fun. Okay, yeah. for sure. It's super fun. It's really, um, it's extremely low key fun, I should say. Like it's it's got a real, uh, just real mellow vibe, but it but it's also funny. Okay. Rob was on Last Comic Standing, season one, two, and three, I think, because or at least one and two, because they did some weird thing where they had the, uh, oh, see, he's in season one and three, because seasons one and two, season three was a competition between everybody from the first two seasons. Ah. Uh, so he was on it quite a bit in the very beginning. And I wanted to ask him, well, 
which other reality contest, if you're really, you know, looking at it fairly, which, which do you think you'd be better at? Not, not necessarily great at, but just, you know, which one would you fare better on? Uh, Dancing with the Stars or American Idol slash The Voice, because they're sort of the same thing. Okay, so I am now looking at Rob's Instagram. Again, don't <laughs> know him. I've never heard his voice. Um, and you said it was American Idol or what? Uh, Dancing with the Stars. Do you, do you think he'd be a better dancer or singer? Um, by looking at him, he looks like he has deceptive moves. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. I agree with you about that. It was the deceptive part because I don't I don't feel like I mean he's got some moves. I know that. He seems like the kind of guy that you would take as a plus one to a wedding, not expecting like, oh, this guy's cool. He's funny. I'm fine hanging out with him all night. And then he gets a couple of cocktails in him and he like tears up the dance floor. And you're like, whoa, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, I I totally off. I think you might be, but I have I have not seen him have a few drinks at a wedding. So you we know, in those circumstances, you might be right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's got some moves, but I don't think he I don't think he would fare well on a, a choreographed show like Dancing with the Stars, mm. uh, where they really make you you know do everything properly and not just all loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah, but that was still I love the way you 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 know you did the research. You looked at his Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. And, uh, here. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't he put out an album of uh, it's kind of uh, rap songs. And um, so uh, that's also why I think he would think he'd fare better on, on uh, American Idol, but mm. uh, probably wouldn't do well. on I'm either. Giving Doug. You, I'm giving you 110 percent of my sitting down energy. So that's all I can do is look <laughs> up his Instagram. <laughs> Doug, next question. How caffeinated were you, Rob, <laughs> in creating the comedic hip hop EP that is currently available? Caffeinated dope rhymes. <laughs> oh, I'd say on a on a scale of one to Energizer Bunny, probably six. <laughs> I like how ramped up that was. Like it was going to be like a twelve, but <laughs> right in the middle, just just I above see. the middle. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a scale with uh, coffee beans on it. No, no, the bunny you're going to weigh the and beans. going and going. <laughs> um, I did not know that he had that. That was the name of his most recent work. Yeah, uh, uh, but I uh, it made me laugh. That is a that is a funny title for sure. Yeah, and I and, assume the dope is in reference to pot. That's a nice little upper downer. It's nice. I like it. Right. Um, so my second question was off of another recording that Rob made and it was called, uh, weed and coffee. (laughs) And, uh, I was going to force him to choose, you know, like desert Island, whatever, whatever scenario you need to get there. But how do you pick between weed or coffee? If you could only have one. Oh man, that's tough. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, unless it's somebody that doesn't like coffee or doesn't like weed, but we know that he loves both. (laughs) Man, um, he would probably pick. (sighs) I feel like he'd probably pick weed. Because I know him very well. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think I agree with you that uh, if forced to choose, I mean, this one, I might have to do some follow-up work and like get, get, you know, just get an answer out of them via text or something, because uh, I, I am curious if you really, really had to pick, I, I think you're right though. I think, I think weed would win, but I think he does love coffee and he especially loves getting high and drinking coffee. Well, and if you're on a deserted island, there's only so much you can do other than look for planes, you know? Well, I mean, if you're on a dessert island, then you definitely want coffee. <laughs> right. Or weed, honestly. Well, weed, you're just going to eat. You're going to eat all the dessert right away and then just get sick. <laughs> you know, coffee, you'll have it a little bit at breakfast time. You'll dunk. Yeah. I, I am a fan of the dunk. Uh, I love I like in coffee or hot chocolate, like any almost any uh, cookie to me is just so like a like a mint milano or something oh, it's yeah. just like a thousand times better after it's been dunked during the pandemic i started doing what i called uh, breakfast dessert where every day after breakfast i would eat some so sort of dessert and it usually was oreos dipped in my coffee that was usually what i would do but um yeah it changed my life breakfast dessert <laughs> <laughs> so much of breakfast is already can already be dessert like right. we haven't pulled the trigger yet but like we've got in our kitchen some uh some chocolate chip pancakes that uh, are going to get made at some point. It's just a, just a disgusting notion. <laughs> they're, they're already pancakes. You don't, need, <laughs> right. you don't need to put candy inside now. Um, I'm sorry to say this, Mary, but we've, we've run out of time. Okay. And so your questions are going to roll over. We'll ask our next guest your questions. Okay. If we get to those at all, it's a, uh, it's great whenever we talk to people that have so much to say that we don't get through all the questions. And would you like to plug anything here at the um, end of the show? Anything specific you want people to look for or uh, attend? Sure. You guys can um, follow me on socials. That's where I post everything. Mary Santora comedy on TikTok and Instagram, Mary underscore Santora on Twitter. And then just Mary Santora.com has all my tour dates. Um, I'm, I'm booked up for most of the year. So I'm going to be out there on the road and you can come check me out live. That's what's important. And then like you said, Hillbilly Bougie, that's available everywhere. Streaming, buy it, band camp, whatever you want to do. You can, you can check out some of that. Mary Lynn Louise coming straight at you. <laughs> i love it doug mellard what do you got to plug buddy uh i we had to make some changes to our local show here in austin texas it is now every first thursday at buzz mill east at 8 p.m uh, i was supposed to start tonight i guess this will come out at midnight but uh because of the giant texas ice storm it is not happening but come back uh, starting next month, every first Thursday at Buzz Mill. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one month from today, the first Thursday of March, go to, go to Buzz Mill and, <laughs> and we'll probably talk about it in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> um, Doug Loves Movies tapings are happening in San Diego and Sacramento this Saturday and on February 19th, San Diego this Saturday, Sacramento on the 19th, uh, DougLovesMovies.com for tickets to those and uh, other stand-up shows. If you're in the LA area, there's an outdoor stand-up show that I perform at quite frequently called Supernova. And uh, it's super fun and uh, safe outdoor comedy. But I also perform at some indoor clubs in LA when I'm here. So uh, just, you know, look at my socials at Doug Benson 
at wide world zero dugs is what I had to get on Twitter so that this show could have a, an account. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird twist there at the end to say zero dugs, <laughs> but I had to put that in instead of the, the letter O and um, what I say, I was going to call this episode. Doug the butcher. Doug the butcher. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's or right. Or you could call it the meadery. <laughs> no, it's gotta be it's gotta be something that has Doug in it. So oh, okay. the, du- yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dugger the Duggery. Duggery? <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, the Duggery do is my favorite uh Australian instrument. <laughs> there you go. Um yeah. All right. So uh, thank you very much, Mary Santoro. I Thanks, hope Mary. to see you in person sometime soon. Yes, thank you guys. And as always, Doug the Butcher. Got it.